amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. everybody grab your mountain dew and your funyuns geekish cast live is back this is season two episode two i'm your host jeremy and uh this week uh we have a um on our regular episode we episode number 158 we have comic book creators keith carmona and james burton from scattered comics on for an interview so go check that out if you haven't yet this weekend sunday four o'clock at san jose san jose convention center i am running a panel at the alternative press expo on comic book podcasts and uh, the technical side of podcasting. So if you are near San Jose, California, come check us out. This week joining us as co-hosts, we have Paul Vieira. What's happening, Paul? What's going on, fellas? Oh, same old stuff. How about you? Oh, I'm ready. I'm just got my whiskey. Let's do this shit. All right. (laughs) Also joining us is Joe, the Joe from Joe on Joe with Joe. It's Joe. It's Joe Slutsky. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing well, Joe. Thank you for coming back. I'm always excited. I'm always excited for Thursday Night and Geekish Cast. Let's get into it. Yeah. And now in the new, what are we going to call this? The guest host chair, the revolving guest chair, the the drummer's position in the band Spinal Tap. We have (laughs) C-Mart. Yes, hello. I hope there's not be a little bunch of globules by the end of this. Oh, uh, C-Mart, tell us a little bit about your website and about your podcast. Uh, I am from evilgeeks.com. Uh, my show is Transmissions from the Evil Lair. Uh, we like to call ourselves a weekly podcast. Uh, whether or not the show actually gets out every week is up for debate. Uh, but we're all about, uh, you know, we're about comics. We're about pop culture in general. Uh, we talk a lot of movies, TV, video games. Uh, if somebody's spending a lot of time doing it, we're probably talking about it at some point. So masturbation gets it gets in there too, I guess. Yes, surprisingly, uh, <laughs> it works its way in a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and we'll get started since masturbation's already been brought up. Uh, let's do our new our new uh, segment here. What are you geeking out about this week? And Joe, let's start with you. Oh, so you, so you go from right from masturbation right to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's an easy I, transition. <laughs> I don't want to think, I don't want to say you make me think of masturbating. Let's just keep rolling, okay? Wow. Yeah. We're, we're just falling down. Just falling you down. Like, awkward already. That's pretty quick. You say you think yeah. of them when you're masturbating? Well, I said something like that. 
At Can we just point, keep were, moving? Just, just you regret keep it going. being alive. Yeah, you regret it being a live <laughs> podcast, and really pray for the edit I button. Never <laughs> regret it being live. Um, I, what am I geeking out about this week? I played a little more Destiny. Did some oh, of that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly, my week's been geeking out about. I'm we're, we're recording. Uh, not to don't mean this as a backside plug. We're recording the GI Joe movie, so I've been watching. I've been boning up on the GI Joe movie stuff this week. We're doing Hi. my for my podcast episode on uh, on the GI Joe the movie. So yeah, nice. Is that going to be uh, going to be a long episode or just like a two parter? It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna. We're doing the full ninety minute so it'll be it'll be hefty. And there's gonna be like there's gonna be one? like there's gonna be like twelve people on mic. Okay. It's gonna be insane. Uh, so it's, it's gonna be nuts. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna uh, Facebook Live it and everything. Oh, awesome! Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Paul. What are you geeking out about this week? Well, I was uh, geeking out about Deadly Class. So, for um, I usually keep up my uh, weekly comics every Wednesday. I read a shitload of books, but for Image, I like like love their deluxe edition hardcovers. So I usually wait until those come out, and then I just kind of like binge read them. And I just got done reading Deadly Class, and I was freaking out about it because it was so good uh but today i got an email from sideshow uh, collectibles and the new six scale hot toy obi-wan kenobi mythos figure came out oh, yeah. so, uh, and okay. i just pre-ordered that today so i'm totally geeking out about it it's freaking awesome i saw it when i was at san diego comic-con and i was like i'm buying the crap out of that so i'm that's what i'm geeking out about it because like 30 minutes ago i pre-ordered that bitch it's awesome i am I am not shocked by this news that a new Obi Wan <laughs> thing comes out, and Paul's the first person to jump yeah. on it. Um, okay, so see, Mark, this is just this is just a real quick. You tell us, you know, real fast what what it is that you're geeking out about this week. So, what is it for you? All right, I uh, actually just finished watching for the second time uh, a show that I have I become hardcore addicted to probably the past month or so. That's uh, Rick and Morty. I don't know if anybody else watches the show, but I, oh, I love the show. Sounds good. I just watched Morty's Mindbenders for the second time. And, oh, that's yeah, great. that was that was a great episode. <laughs> that was a great episode. I just love uh, that something so so smart can be so stupid at the same time. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah, so much. yeah, absolutely. Um, and for me, I am geeking out because uh, the new Halloween movie. Um, yeah, Jimmy Lee Curtis back. Um, it it's going to be a sequel to Halloween two. Um, guys, I I think I, I don't want to jinx it, but shit, I think we might be onto a good horror movie here. I Wait a minute, so. are I they are they ignoring H two O? Apparently, been down this road before. How dare they? Now. Well, you know, yeah. Apparently, it's going to be a sequel to two, and it's it's going to be another one of those remake pulls that I I sometimes bitch about. But if it's done well, I'm on board. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exciting. And actually, that's not the only uh, that's not the only descriptor that you could apply that you could take you could use that descriptor and apply it to a whole other franchise. Did you see what dropped yesterday? Uh, what was about, it about about Terminator? Linda Hamilton's oh, coming back. Oh yes, that's actually a story we're going to cover. Yeah. We'll okay. That's that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, we did. And yes, we've got um that is gonna be a story we cover. So um actually I'm gonna go ahead and say this right now on the playback. I'm gonna drop an ad in here, and then when we come back, we'll get into the top stories of the week. 
Who's who's drinking out of a straw? Whoever's doing that, put your damn drink down. What is that noise? <laughs> straw. <laughs> it's not me. Okay. That nah, was me. I apologize. Not drinking. Ah. I'm drinking out <laughs> of your cocaine straw down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Come on. Bun police over there. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that would be would have been our ad break. And okay, are you guys are you ready to like pull your headphones down in case I didn't get the volume low enough as we go into top stories? Are you ready? Oh, okay. yeah. All right, I'm ready. okay. Thank you for preparing me. Oh, nope, I went too far. <laughs> yeah, went that was too late far. Last time. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. We're gonna have to try it again because I couldn't hear it. There we go. Top stories. I tried to find a new stinger this week, but I couldn't get one that I liked. Um, yeah, but let's go ahead and let's start with uh, what we'll call story number one. Dave Gibbons is working on a new Watchmen project, and apparently Damon Lindelof has started production on the HBO series. How, how are we feeling about the, both of these pieces of news, guys? Uh, I would say I'm I'm kind of excited. I think uh, the you know the Watchmen movie gets a lot of crap, but I didn't think it was that horrible. I love uh, it. Yeah, I yeah, liked I, it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I, like a lot of fanboys give that movie a lot of crap, and I don't understand it. Like what you know, what were you kind of expecting more out of it? Like, yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of the Watchmen movie. I think it's. I think it was well done, and I think it was for. I think it was the only way to do a you know two to three hour version of Watchmen. Yeah. It, I hope that with the my in my perfect world, the Lindelof series is twelve episodes, no more, no less. They adapt one book per episode, and that's it. Yeah, that'd be great. That's it. Just just don't. Don't get dreams of sequels and spinoffs and second, you know, second seasons and third seasons and all that stuff. Just do one issue per episode and call it a day. But I yeah, doubt that's be. what we're going to get. Yeah, I was going to say, HBO is all about the next big thing right now, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. anyway. Like, now that Game of Thrones is on the way out, like, they have a million clones of Game of Thrones coming through. And they're just looking for anything that's going to be on Sunday night for the next couple of years, you know? Right. Yeah, hopefully Hopefully they just treat like a mini series. They do like you know all those those war movies and stuff that the band of brothers just a, a short awesome mini series and be done with it. So I'm definitely yeah. with you on Joe on that. Yeah. Well, you know what I was thinking that that could happen if Watchmen's a success. Next, you could have Superman Red Sun, or it doesn't have to be a Watchmen spinoff. It can be a deeper dive, you know, ten twelve hours into a beloved graphic novel. Or a comic book arc. Oh, that would be awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of like the possible. I mean, like if DC just did like an Elseworlds kind of anthology show, that would be awesome. That would get like yeah, like a season of like Red Sun or like yeah. season two could be like Gotham by Gaslight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny in a way they're they're sort of doing that on Legends of Tomorrow, just not yeah. at that epic of a scale. You know, uh, from going yeah. from timeline to timeline to you know have these crazy adventures. I mean, if, yeah. if HBO's on board and this is like a Vertigo thing, I can definitely see a lot of Vertigo series being done by HBO and being really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, just, you know, think about how big uh, DC's library of stories are and how many of them would skew well to an HBO audience. Well, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think the next obvious target is Sandman. People have been trying to do Sandman forever. Yeah, since yeah. the 90s. 
Yeah, <laughs> and that really that the only real proper place for Sandman is is an anthology cable yes. show. There Absolutely. the only move the, what they what someone smart should do is do an anthology Sandman cable show and when you want to do hey let's do a movie, that's when you do Death Thy Cost of Living. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and maybe give would. maybe do a Sandman solo movie or something like that. Adapt one of the one of the Sandman stories, but do do Sandman as an anthology show. Yeah. It does not need to be a movie. No, right. not yeah. At least yeah. not like first, like the first yeah. introduction to right. it. If you want to yeah. do an epic, like maybe the the final version of it, you know, the final story be a movie or something like God, that. You know, but, be, this is where I'm going to dive way off into uh, fantasy land here. Kingdom Come, the twelve-hour miniseries on HBO. Oh, oh that's amazing. amazing! Kidding me? Yeah. I don't know if they would ever have the balls to do that because that—that's that, like asking a lot, I think, of the casual viewer. And there's a lot of buy-in, like of you know backstory and you know who, which you know which heroes are who. It's but asking a lot amazing. of the. It's asking a lot of the costume designer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> See, I don't know, yeah. but you got to remember, yeah, there's 10 billion characters, but there's only eight that actually drive the story. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, know. you know, something like like that when they when they do, if they do, if they, let's say they were to do a Kingdom Come, mm-hmm. it would get pared down so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like almost insultingly so. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Like if they, if Which, they were to do a crisis, if they were to do a crisis, it would just be like crisis of. Nah, not not multiple, not infinite. Nah, crisis, crisis, of two or three. <laughs> crisis of a few earths. Crisis of like three earths max. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, would I you, just had would an idea. Four earths. Yeah. As the uh, as the resident Marvel zombie uh, from my show, uh, I, you know, I'm always kind of pitching Marvel against DC. I could win. I could win. I could win HBO all of the awards right now. Do a like a Mad Men style version of Marvels, maybe set in the sixties. I think that would be, that would be an amazing show to watch. Like a 12, you know, a 12 episode miniseries. Oh yeah. Marvels is great. Well, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah that, that would be cool. But it's long been said that the, the best way in a lot of people think the only way to get fantastic four to actually resonate people is to do, is to do as a period piece, you know, set it in the sixties, set it mm-hmm. in the space race in that, in that era that they are, that they were formed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The whole yeah, the whole like kind of just sensibilities of the team. It's it's mm-hmm. it's hard to do seriously, as we just saw, unfortunately, a few years ago. You can't yeah. do a gritty Fantastic Four. I mean, yeah. I mean, Sue Sue barely has the vote in Fantastic Four number one. You know, like yeah. <laughs> really, come on, people. What are we talking yeah. about? Yeah. Oh, girl. <laughs> I've always thought oh, wow. that uh, the James Bond movie should be left in the sixties too. I I've always, that. Yeah, I've always felt that it just worked better Cold Cold War era. Um, all right, so anybody else got anything to say about the Watchmen uh, series or about the annotated book that Dave Gibbons is working on? Well, I love anything. If Dave Gibbons wants to do more Watchmen, I'm all I'm yeah. all for that. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exciting. He was at uh, he was at Long Beach uh, Long Beach Comic Con a couple of weeks ago out here. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah. I think all they're talking about doing is doing an annotated version of the original comic, but at least somebody who worked on it's involved, you know. Yeah. Right. I'll yeah. pick it up when it comes out. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm buy cool. It. Yeah. Yeah. 
I also I bought, and I'm just going to talk about this real quick so we can keep moving. But the uh, the Babylon Five Encyclopedia, I bought that on the last day that you could order it, and it's two two bound volumes plus the online encyclopedia, signed by J. Michael Straczynski. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty on board for that. Um, all right, so that's going to wrap it for the Watchmen. Um, well, not completely though, because over in the land of DC Comics, there's been a dude who a lot of us <laughs> assumed was Ozymandias, running around being all cryptic and cloak wearing and whatnot, and uh, turns out it was uh, it was uh, Jor El. What, what's up with that, Paul? Boy, what up with that? <laughs> what up with that? Uh, so I was completely caught by Sprite. They built it up so much, I was like, this is probably not Osmandeus, but when it was revealed that it was Jor-El, I was like, man, there's no freaking way in hell this is Jor-El at all. So, you know, Mr. Oz has been around, messing around with Superman throughout this whole rebirth thing, so uh, and they just dropped this giant bomb, and uh, it was his dad that he didn't actually die in Action Comics 987. Um, I I still don't think it's actually Jor, you know. Jor-El. I'm not convinced it's Jor-El either. I, I'm not. I'm no, absolutely not convinced. If they walk that back, isn't that the biggest pussyfoot move ever in history? No, it, it's like no. in line with it's in line with comic. every other comic book yeah, twist comic. reveal ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. Oh, God. That's, that's it's going to be I'm tough to beat. Sure. Peter Parker's a clone. Wait, no, he's not. Just kidding. Yeah, well, yeah. Could, could it I be? Mean, uh, could it, could it be Cyborg Superman? I I wonder, because he well, looked pretty like, Supermanish. That would be weird right. because Cyborg Superman was just like a couple issues ago in Action right. Comics. Oh, okay. So, I, well, that would rule that one out because like he's not yeah, he's not I, rocking the Sean Connery beard here and, and the sculptures he is. I mean, short I, I of go ahead. Go on, no, go ahead, Paul. Well, short of like uh, Doctor Manhattan for some reason um, when he setting up this whole thing that he's doing, like took Jor-El, like teleported him out of, off of Krypton before it blew up. Um, I don't see how this could happen, but I don't see why he would do that. It's just, it's going to just take a lot of explaining as to how he even survived this whole planet exploding. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it's him. Yeah. And, and there's a, there's a huge leap between, you know, you're, you're a planet exploding scientist, or whatever. And then you become this master manipulator years later. I don't know. I don't think it's going to end up being jor No. I don't either. But I'm yeah, interested I, I did, who it actually is. I did notice that uh, Cal ls next words were, you're a liar. So, you know, <laughs> he's not really going for it either, it would appear. Yeah, he's ain't buying Yeah, Dad, I feel like we've just all said that to our dads at one point or another. You're a liar. You're a liar. <laughs> While running out of a room, sobbing. You promise. You're a liar. I learned it from you, Dad. I learned it from no. watching you. My, my dad always carries a concealed firearm. I never call him anything but Dad. Even <laughs> even at my age now. Sometimes, sir. <laughs> but I am yeah. glad it's not Osmondeus because like it's too it was too on the nose, you know. So like so we don't know who it is yet, and everyone right. everyone expects every little secret character, somebody hidden in the shadows, something to do with the Watchmen. So I kind of like I tip my hat a little bit for DC just fucking with us this entire time. Um, oh yeah, as long as it pays off in the end. So, uh, but I just don't think it's actually Jor-El at all. Yeah, I mean I'd like to see them tighten up. 
I like to see him tighten up the story because we are going into year two of this here pretty soon. And I, I'm tired of expansive, you know, these, they would have told the story like this in three parts in the uh, late eighties, you know, and now everything's going to be 900 books, but um, I do like them dragging the watchman out there and then like just red herring us in almost every direction. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've been enjoying the whole rebirth thing so far and we're going to get some answers. Hopefully I'm assuming in the, you know, doomsday clock in a couple of months in November, I think. Right. Yeah. I'm hoping for the JSA to come back. That's uh, that's a big one for me. Mm-hmm. I believe they are. Society. I believe yeah. they are. Yes. I believe uh, they are. Yeah, that'll. To me, once you re- reestablish that history, then you've kind of fixed everything I hated about the new Fifty Two. Besides bad bad suits. <laughs> that got me to check out of DC the new Fifty Two. I'm not gonna uh, lie. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I definitely not a do. fan. Yeah. Nope. Hey, everybody. Oh, I was going to say, since we were talking about, like, establishing gang colors last week, I think we should all have to wear mock turtlenecks, too. Mock turtlenecks? What color? Yeah. What color are these turtlenecks? Um, oh, just what? We'll still figure out the color, but if it's good enough for all of Jim Lee's characters, including He-Man, it's good enough for us. <laughs> Wait, so so I've been wearing mine this whole time for no reason? Oh, shit. That was already a thing. Well, you saw the trend Sorry. coming, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe's ahead of the curve again. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we don't know what Jor-El's up to. Not exactly breaking news. Shenanigans. We all, we all assume it's something not good. I'm guessing. Well, what's it funny is. about that is like Jor-El's been nothing but a good guy. Why wouldn't we assume it's good? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why, yeah, wouldn't, yeah, why wouldn't our hero's dad be up to something? Good? Yeah, like this Mr. Oz guy, he's been a little shady, but Jor-El, he's a good guy. So, yeah, listen, oh, yeah. if it is Jor-El, I'm, I'm down with whatever he's got in mind. Yeah. Well, you notice as soon as they mangle his face, you go like, yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's just the, the law of bad guy conservation or something. Yeah, wow. that's, you know, that's, that's, if, that's just how works. Yeah, I believe it's like Eisner's third rule of comics. Scar, scar face equals bad. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the purple and green. You know, years ago when uh, construction came to a dead stop and I sold cars for a couple years, I worked with this kid who showed up twice in a green shirt with a purple tie, and I pulled him aside, and I was like, Jesse, you can't fucking do that. He's like, why not? And I said, you're not the Joker, you're not Lex Luthor, and you're not the Incredible Hulk. You have to stop. And then he murdered he murdered everybody else at work and blew up the gas station. So yeah, maybe he was a super villain. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's okay. face it. This guy looks nothing like Russell Crowe, so he cannot be. Right. <laughs> Not even yeah. Brando. Oh, speaking yeah. of that, real quick uh, on Sue, the yeah. Superman front, they announced that they're finally going to release the uh, like the three hour TV cut of the man of uh, the Superman the movie. Oh, yes. crazy! I didn't see that today. Huh. Yeah, I read it today. Yeah, if you're unfamiliar with that, uh, in the 80s, and I mean, they still do a little bit, but they would, in order to pad the running time so that they could air it like in a three-hour block on CBS or whatever, they would add, take some of the footage from the cutting room floor and and show it on TV. I distinctly remember watching that version of Superman because I remember seeing things in it that I never saw again, and that just blew my mind as a kid. Uh, so they, they're, they're, if I remember right, Joe, they played Superman on two nights 
in like 1981 or something. Sure. And, yeah. and it was like, it was like a Tuesday and a Wednesday or something, but it was a half each night. And yeah, there were scenes in there that we've never seen since. Um, and I believe they did the same with the wrath of Khan when they put it on TV eventually as well. Nice. Well, that did yeah. get a director's cut release recently. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, uh it's yeah. some, it, Warner's is putting it out. They're putting it out on that, um, like disc on demand service that they have. Um, like Warner Interactive or whatever. I, I've gotten a few discs oh, okay. from They're great. Yeah, they're great. It, and it's such a smart move because if you're a collector and you want to get these discs, you know, go for it. Yeah. And it's, it's, they have a, such a huge catalog. Oh, absolutely. I'll, they do. I'll definitely begin that one for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we move on from, uh, from DC Comics real quick, I do want to say that whatever streaming service that DC or Warner or whoever's cooking up, they have now cast Nightwing, Starfire, or they've cast Dick Grayson, Starfire, and, um, oh, there was a third character. But I'm kind of excited to hear that they're actually getting a Teen Titan series together. Yeah. Oh, I'm that doesn't That doesn't star Damian Wayne because he's a little shit and I hate him. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's the worst DC character ever. Yeah. He's terrible. We are if about to get on... Over on Gotham, we are about to get uh, Gimp Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and you seem pretty excited about that, too. I can't I mean, you know, come on, man. Oh, God, that show is just the That's worst. That's a very frustrating show, yeah. Yeah, I can't watch it. I just can't watch it. I, I gave it my one season of due diligence, and then just, yeah, I'm done. I don't need to see this guy. I can't. can't. I just well, I think I made it five episodes of season one, and I'm like, so does Bruce Wayne just sit in a room and flip through folders? Is that all he's gonna do the whole show? Yes. The answer is of a lot of comic shows lately is giving you like, you know, that's the Batman show without Batman. Next, we're getting the X Men show without the X Men. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. Right. Well, which is funny because like Smallville did it. And with varying levels of success, but, you know, Smallville, the original pitch was Bruce Wayne traveling the world, gaining the skills to become Batman. And everybody Hmm. went, oh, no, that's a terrible idea. Now let's make a Superman show where he's not Superman. And somehow that made it 10 years. So now everybody goes back to the drawing board and does these weird versions of everything. Yeah, but back then we didn't have anything else. Of course we're going to watch Smallville. (laughs) If it came out tomorrow, I wouldn't watch that show. And yeah. I would staunch. I will staunchly defend Smallville. I was a fan, and I like it. It took me a long time to get into it. When it hit season five, uh, me and the kids went back and watched it from season one up until the start of season five. And then, when did they kill off Luther? Like season six or seven? Yeah, something that like sounds that. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, and then I stopped until the last season, and then I went back and watched everything to get caught up. And it did. I mean, it started off a little rocky. It got good. Then it got a little rocky, and then it got good yeah. again. So yeah, I will, I, I will I, say, I like out, the show. out of the ten seasons, they had six good seasons. So they had mm-hmm. they, they 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 hit about sixty percent for my for my money. I can agree. Yeah, with that. I, I thought the last yeah. couple seasons were, were strong. Yeah, exactly. They they definitely turned it around, and then there were a few right before they kind of retooled it into basically Metropolis that were pretty weak, you know. Like so, it it had its ups and downs, but there was a lot of really cool moments on that show. Oh yeah, my my biggest problem is when they moved Metropolis to Kansas. My head can never quite wrap around yeah, that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, come on, one of the biggest financial centers of the world. It's going to be in Kansas. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It just it just makes financial sense. <laughs> 
Yeah, and <laughs> and I just like to say, but that Lois Lane though, holy cow! Okay, she's yeah. coming to she's coming to Supergirl. Yeah. Oh, that's she? right. She is. I forgot about that. Nice. Yeah, I, well, I believe she's going to be a saying the part of Supergirl's aunt. Yes, uh, they recast the uh, the aunt. I believe you're right. Yeah. yeah. The aunt slash she she also played her mom too. Yeah. Her mother aunt because they were from the Alabama of Krypton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Krypton itself is a little underdeveloped in terms, you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. That's a shallow gene pool right there. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. That's enough DC Comics. We don't know what Jor-El's up to, but we got a pretty good idea what Eric Durant's is Erica Durant's is up to. Yeah. Um <laughs> one of these girls is hiding a banana. Guess where? Um but anyways. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um so Joe, you, you actually kinda you kinda tipped this one off a little bit in the beginning. Uh oh, James sorry. Cameron. No, no, it's fine because, you know, if anybody flipped through the internet yesterday, they saw it. If they didn't, yeah. they're listening to us now. Um, but James Cameron has control of the Terminator franchise back, at least nominally. Um, Schwarzenegger's on board because what else is he going to do? He can't run for governor again. And uh, Linda Hamilton is back on board. So um, are we excited? How do we feel about this one, guys? Well, I'm excited about Linda Hamilton coming back, but I'm just going to have to wait and see uh, what the the plot of this is. I would prefer it not be in the future. Uh, Mm -hmm. When it comes to time travel stuff, I like it when they come back to present day. I think that's more interesting than us just being in the future dealing with that stuff. I didn't feel like it was that compelling to me, like all the the movies that took place in the future. It's more interesting when something crazy from the future comes into the past and we're like, Oh my God. So hopefully it's set more modern day, but if it's in the future, whatever, I'll, I'll probably still watch it, but wait and see what the plot is going to be about. Yeah. yeah from what no. I heard, it's, it's going to be a direct sequel to Terminator two. So it's going to ignore the, uh, the lesser movies. Uh, so okay. yeah, like I'm hoping it's going to be present day. Yeah. Then I'm definitely, if it is, then I'm way more on board. Yeah. Will they bring back Eddie Furlong though? Oh, is he alive? Is he in jail? Is he oh, in yeah, jail right I saw, now? I saw him at Target yeah. a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Was he working there? Working or or shopping? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just walking through. No, he, he, he's, a, he's a human being who was shopping. Yeah, you know. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, if you're going to do that, absolutely get Furlong back. Why not? Might as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it, get him on the cheap. Quit, I mean. Well, if he'll quit beating up on his girlfriends long enough to take an acting role. Oh, oh, man. oh, I didn't know that was a part of his past. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Anyhow. <laughs> I, listen, uh, James Cameron doing another Terminator movie right there. I'm excited. Bringing back Linda Hamilton. I'm double excited. You know, I, there's a part of me that because it's time travel, I really hope that they do the um, – like kind of like this, not to we talked a little Star Trek last week too, but do the Star Trek thing where this maybe reboots it, but because of time travel, like it all counts kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Figure out some way to do that. I, I, if they just throw it away, kind of like, it's kind of like what Ridley Scott did with, um, uh, Prometheus, the, the newest, the new Prometheus alien waste of time. What was the new one? <laughs> where, 
where not that it was should have honored the aliens and predators movies, but by but by setting it by telling the story that they told, they negated all those aliens versus predator movies. Right. That's true. You know, yeah. You know, which like you could have not done that. There's a way to tell that story without just doing that for people who dig in, which I'm not a huge fan, but you know what I'm saying. So yeah, so I hope they find a way to keep it all count. But yeah, I'm excited, man. James Cameron, Terminator. Count me in. Yeah, I hope this also kind of puts away Avatar for a little bit longer. Then I'll be really, really, really stoked. Yes, uh, they yeah. just started. They just started rolling film on that today. Oh, did they really? Like literally, I saw. Yeah, I saw a blurb article saying that That's shooting weird, for I Avatar. Yeah, I don't remember Dances with Wolves having a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it they did. It was called The Postman, and no one saw it. Yeah, I walked out on that movie. <laughs> Okay. Oh, no, so James Cameron coming back. I'm excited about that. Um, one of the problems I have with the Terminator franchise is that first movie was a horror film. Yeah. And there's yeah, there's yeah. No, two yeah. ways about it. That was a horror film. And then it became an action film. So yeah. I want the original. It's it's like the same reason I love Friday the 13th Part 2. I want to be scared of Jason. I don't want to laugh at the people he's killing. I want this Terminator, an unstoppable killing machine. Well, you um, like, like well that no 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 you like Friday the Thirteenth part or you like Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two just because of all the homoerotic undertones. <laughs> well, that's why I like Nightmare on Elm Street, but I'm talking about Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, right? Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, yeah. I thought you were Freddy. I was thinking Freddy. Yeah, no, no Freddy, Jason. The is, first one's the scary one. <laughs> yeah, the second one's the funny one. Yeah, because uh, you know I'm okay with the kind of the shift in genres they did it in Alien. First alien was was horror. Second alien yeah. was action. The third oh, yeah, alien saying, was yeah. I mean, you know, it was a different it was a different no, vibe to it. Yeah. I prefer I prefer Schwarzenegger as an inst- Jaws on land with a shotgun, basically. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a thing. That would um, be great if 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 in this one he, he was a bad guy again. Like let's flip yeah. it around and bring him full circle and make him just a ba- a bad dude one more time. Yep. Yeah. I would, that would be amazing. I will always be upset that they never did make back before he ran for governor. They never did make um, uh, Conan the Crown of Iron with him as an old Conan at the, in doing the last yeah. story. Oh, yeah. 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 They talked yeah. that movie up for so long and then it disappeared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. James Milius is, is, is pretty incapacitated, is my understanding. Like he had a stroke or something. Oh man! Oh, so I, I saw that documentary, which was an amazing documentary about him. And I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure, if memory serves, he's he's not health wise. He's not in any position to to help make that movie. Yeah, I feel like without without his voice in it, it'd be really hard to do. Mm-hmm. I I still think Conan is one of the masterpieces of silent I'm sorry. film. I said James. I, I meant I meant John Milius. John Milius. Yeah, we got we got I could absolutely agree with Conan being a man. I mean, even not only the movie itself, like the score of that movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to that like in high school, like again and again and again. Yeah, I just you could literally turn off all the acting in that movie just by the music, and you'd still not get lost in the story. You yeah. know exactly what's happening. So uh, that's what happens when you hire actors that don't speak English, ladies and gentlemen. You can do that sort of thing. Oh, all right. Uh, wait, wait, that reminds me of a quick game. Here's a quick game for all you listeners out there. Uh, here's a fun thing to do. Find a movie that you enjoy on, on Amazon, okay? 
and then search out people who gave it one star. And if they've written a, a real review, if they kind of just write a, you know, a flippant review, ignore that. But if they give it a real thoughtful review and, and all the reasons why they may not like it, then backtrack to find all the other things that they've reviewed. You will always be delighted. <laughs> and it works. And, it, and, it, and it's, not, it's not like singling out a specific type of, of weirdo in the world. You know, like if you, if it, it's whatever you love. You find something that someone really dislikes. You then go down the rabbit hole of, wow, what else does this person really hate or really love? And then you're like, oh, yeah, of course, of course they do. Of course they feel that way about this. <laughs> it's, a new, it's a new game. It's catching on. It's really a lot of fun. You've had, some free, you've had some free time lately, haven't you? <laughs> well, no, I, I, I was checking out Spider-Man on, on Amazon, and someone gave it one star because of all the um, uh, gross sex humor in it. <laughs> Right, exactly. That's exactly the what was Sam Raimi. The Sam Raimi. No, no, I'm sorry. Spider-Man: Homecoming, the new Home. one. Homecoming. Uh, and, and I was like, I was like, what? It's practically like, porn. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They were saying how 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 raunchy of a movie it was, and I was like, wait a minute, did we see the same thing? So I backtracked and I saw their history, and it's a, just a cornucopia of of laughter. So it's a new game, kid. <laughs> okay, I, I really feel so bad about taking my five-year-old to go watch that movie now. <laughs> So I'm guessing I'm guessing somebody with a repressed sense of sex drive uh, felt shame every time Marissa Tomei was on screen. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna guess yeah. there's a lot of like four star reviews for Hallmark Channel movies. Uh, yeah. Four yeah. stars. Well, well, yeah. they own all the they owned all the Duck Dynasty box sets. Yes, yeah, sure. of course they did. Yeah. yeah. Um, they That's also they case. they also raged they raged against they raged against uh, King Kong because. Uh, quote another one of those Chinese made productions <laughs> with Chinese investment money, and oh, had the same geez. opinion about uh, oh one other movie that came out one other action movie came out this year. So oh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun game. I'm so excited to get a Amazon now and check this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And those are the rules. It's something that you really love. You'll then find someone that feels the opposite of you, uh, opposite of. All right. So, so don't go to Guys. something that you're like middle of the road on because you won't get All as right. much joy out of it. All right. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. We have a mission and a homework assignment now. First, the mission. <laughs> this game needs a name. Okay. Uh, so we need to come back. When we come back, this game needs this game needs a name. Also, I think each of us should have to go find one. One terrible person of all that strength. We each find our nemesis. Yeah, we each yeah. find it. Turns out we each find each other's reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. That would explain some things. That would. That would. I'm searching big trouble in Little China. There you go. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm going to be on Billy Jack and all it gets is one star reviews, and I'm going to be just like buried up my neck forever. <laughs> Oh God! Okay, hold on. We gotta, we gotta. Let's let's get this train back to get back to the station here. Um, okay. Yeah, focus, people. Okay, Paul. What are your picks for the week? And do we need? Hold on, hold on. We what? need Sting for this. Hold on. Are we ready, everybody? Here, here comes some music. <laughs> and then Paul can tell us what his picks are. Word. Paul, like what on, are your picks? I feel like I'm on a game show. Um. All right, so my pick of this week, it was, uh, speaking of Conan, it was Wonder Woman and Conan number one by DC Comics and co-published by Dark Horse Comics. But uh, check it out. 
if you like Conan, it was dope. But then I read uh, Batman The Red Death. It's a Dark Knights tie-in. Uh, I know, Joe, you've been, re- you've been reading the metal stuff, right? I have. Yeah, so we definitely want to talk about when that's finished. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've been reading the metal stuff, and I've been like having to be like hyper-focused because it's very confusing. <laughs> this is not for the casual reader. Uh, yeah, there's a, lot like, going, there's a lot going on in metal. Yeah. Yeah, I almost just put it down and stopped once I heard the word bat, uh, batman, batmanium as a metal. <laughs> oh, no. Nope, I'm done. I'm done. But anyway, uh-huh. that aside, um, so Batman the Red Death, it's a, um, it's a uh, dark or it's a metal tie-in. It, it takes place on one of the uh, on the uh, the dark multiverse. So there's the multiverse now. We've come to the conclusion that there's a dark multiverse, and it comes in the dark multiverse uh, Earth 52, and stuff happens. It's basically Flash and that that world's version of Batman, and um, Batman decides he needs to steal the Speed Force to, you know, stop all the crime and stop the injustices going on. So he has to take out the Flash and he becomes his character, the Red Death. I thought this was one of the better, like, this answered a lot of my questions, this issue. It was the least confusing of the whole story, I thought. Um, and I've loved the Flash titles written by Josh Williamson that's writing the current Flash title in uh, D.G. Domenico. I don't, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, but and I love his art. Uh, it's just a great storyline. It answered a lot of my questions. It, it made complete sense. I could totally follow it. And it, I like these tie-ins because they're explaining some of the characters that come over to our universe from the dark multiverse. Because when you're reading like Dark Metal 2, I was kind of like, where are these guys coming from? And this book kind of gives a backstory to one of the uh, characters that comes over. So uh, definitely digging it. It was It was awesome. I liked it. This is a cool character. Batman was crazy. Like, I think Batman's crazy. So um, check it out. If you're not reading Dark Metal or the Metal DC books, you, you should definitely do it. Uh, just hang in there. I think that ultimately the story's going to pay off. But uh, I, this, this issue was awesome. Joe, did you read All it? All right. Uh, not yet. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's, it's literally uh, sitting on the desk right next to me. Yeah, so I, I left that, the back end of it out because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody because it is only Thursday, but uh, I really liked it. It was less confusing right. than the night, the Nightwing dark metal or the Nightwing metal crossover that still is like, oh, my gosh, I've got to take my time reading this damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about next week's pick? What do you, what do you got picked out for that? Uh, for next week... I have Marvel Legacy number one by uh, Marvel Comics. Um, I don't know if this is going to be any good, but I do have some faith because Jason Aaron's the writer and Asad Ribic's the artist with some various artists because for some reason Marvel can't put out a book with just one artist on it anymore. I don't know why. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything's but, become art by committee. Yeah, it's I, I don't I really don't understand that at all. And 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 in many cases not good art by and not yeah. not good art at all. Uh, Marvel I do believe has an art issue right now, but but I'm a huge fan of Jason Aaron. I have completely complete faith in him, and um, I'm just definitely interested in how the Marvel uh, universe is going to move forward, especially after the Secret Empire thing. And um, I I'm hopeful that when they're talking about Marvel Legacy, they're almost doing like a rebirth thing, getting it back to what um, us, the fans and the readers 
like about our favorite publisher. You know, if you're a DC fan or a Marvel fan, uh, it doesn't matter. Hopefully they're going to try to set, I don't want to say set things right, but uh, from the stuff I've read moving forward, maybe some old legacy characters that haven't been around for a while are going to come back. So I'm just kind of, I'm definitely looking forward to how they're going to move forward with all this stuff. That's what I'm looking forward to next week. Which makes me wonder, Paul, where's the Fantastic Four at these days? Uh, no fucking good. I've that, heard they're actually working to bring them back. Who that now? What'd you say now? Who that now? The Fantastic Two. I know there's two of them floating around, but but uh, two yeah. two other ones are still. Well, Mr. Fantastic is run like running some universal thing out in the nowheres. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah supposedly they're off making galaxies with their son, yeah. with their children. Yeah, so they're out there somewhere. Yeah, we are getting it. We are like you said, Fantastic Two. We're getting a, a Marvel two in one comic. It's coming back. It's going to put Thing and uh, Johnny on a team or just paired up together in some form. Okay. Yeah, I just, I don't exactly. know how you. Yeah, I don't know how you do the the Marvel universe without the Fantastic Four. That's been you know I just don't I don't see how you can do it, but. I always wonder when I hear things like another story is coming up, I'm always going, ah, that's where we'll get the Fantastic Four. And it I doesn't agree. Happen. Yeah. yeah. And for the, record, for the record, I have been, I know a lot of people are upset about the uh, the newer characters, you know, like Mather being, you know, the Miss Marvels, Cap, um, Falcon being Captain America, and yeah. all these other people. Um, I, I like them. I like all those characters. You know, there's not a single one of them uh, that I dislike. So uh, I just want to put that out there. I'm not saying like, oh, thank God they're getting rid of these <laughs> you're try- people. You're, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're trying to avoid Twitter right now. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very hard very to criticize clear. Marvel recently without like igniting a firestorm. Like, yeah. can I just not like this without being like, you know, like offending somebody? Yeah. <laughs> no, Miss Marvel is one of my favorite books. I think it's excellent. And in Wolverines with X-23, I think that book is freaking awesome, too. And obviously, you know, uh, Miles Morales is great. So uh, just putting that out there, those books are great. And I think they can, you can have those characters alongside with the legacy characters. It, they don't need to go away. I think it's, let's keep them all. They're awesome. Just write good stories, and I'm going to be happy. Uh, yeah, yeah I I agree. I think with anything, I think that's the lesson DC learned with the new 52 is just because you want to introduce new stuff doesn't mean you have to get rid of the old stuff. Because what yeah, you're doing right. is you're you're giving your longtime fans an excuse to, to to leave more so than you are giving people a new opportunity to jump on. Yes. Indeed. All right. So we got to we got to start rushing in here a bit. Uh, Joe, what'd you read today? Well. That's our new segment. What did Joe read today? <laughs> so I randomly read uh, a comic book called The Ragnarok, uh, Ragnarok, a Paradise X special. From August, from April of 2003. This is oh, a, wow. uh, yeah, it's a spinoff issue. It's actually issue number two, the spinoff issue from the Paradise X miniseries. Do you guys remember this? I do remember that. I have the yeah. trade paperbacks on my shelf right now. The whole yeah, paradise. there was Earth paradise X and Universe X and Paradise yeah. X, yeah. and all of them boring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I bought them. <laughs> yeah, good looking art in most of them, but yeah, and I, oh, I bought them too. Yeah, good looking <clears> art. Um, but it was just a, the 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 X books were just an over explanation 
of everything in Marvel. Like it was so much, it was Kruger and Ross trying to connect every single, uh, every single storyline. Yeah. Every single dot that Marvel ever did, which is the geek in me is, I find that admirable, but in reading it, it is, those books are hard to read. I'm just, they're, they're not good. Like this should have been a classic, you know, like it, it should be like on the library. We earlier, we talked about kingdom come it should have been on par with Kingdom Come and, or, you know, and, and Marvels and all that stuff. These books are hard to get through. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't like Steve Rogers' uh, American Flag Toga? Yeah, that's you know, <laughs> that's cool. I just every every issue is is the Watcher or, or not the Watcher, but X Fifty One explaining to the reader things that are happening. Like just show again, just show me, show me that it's happening. Yeah, and it's yeah, just show me. But every issue for on and on, it's like they, they it's like they decided to fully illustrate the Marvel handbook. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, Definitely. yeah. So that's what I read today. I read issue two of Ragnarok, which then I think that actually completes my whole collection of the Paradise Universe and Earth X saga. Nice. Yeah, I will we'll never pick them up again. Our little book of exposition. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. They put the accent exposition. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, okay, so guys, I, we are under threat of running out of time again this week. So I thought we had it, but let's, oh, let's wow. move on to the topic. Okay. Let's move on to the topic. So um, Seth MacFarlane apparently approached the people at Fox and said, Hey, guys, what if I write Star Trek? And thus we get the show The Orville, which started uh, two weeks ago. Uh Paul, or who who wants to start? What do you guys think of it? Uh, I, I'm not going to start. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it, you know, I'll throw myself on this. Uh, it's hard on this landmine. See, Mark, um, take it down. I did not hate it. I, I've been reading some of the reviews before I read it, and everybody was just kind of trashing it. So I was expecting the worst. I didn't hate it, but there is definitely definitely a lot of stuff they need to work on uh, if they want to make this thing really work. Like it's, it's trying to be, it's trying to be a comedy and take itself seriously at the same time, mm-hmm. which you just, you can't do. You have to, I think you have to commit to either it being an action sci-fi show or a comedy show. And it's, I agree. I, yeah, and, it's, I and it's not, and it's not parroting Star Trek. It's, it's, it's riffing off of Star Trek, the next generation. Yes. yes, which is also a weird choice. Choice, yeah. Because that's not. Uh, I mean, yes, it's thirty years old now, and people love it, but that's not as well known as, you know. It could be we're just getting to that point in time where, like, that's the people who are creating these things. That's their Star Trek, you know. Yes, you're that's right. The one yeah. they remember, you know, the one they were first exposed to. Yeah. 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 It's um, a, it's a, it's a difficult show to watch. It's. It's not so poorly made. It's not poorly made, but visually, it's it's incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, like the effects were great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the sets were great. I really liked that they used like real like creatures and stuff in some of the stuff that I saw. Yeah. Um, but oh, a lot of money. There's a lot of money in it. Yeah. It looked really good. The writing definitely needs a little bit of help. Okay, but so some of us here are actually old enough to have watched uh, Encounter at Farpoint when it aired that first time. The first episode of the Orville was 15 times better than Encounter at Farpoint was. <laughs> um, 
so, you know, when we say it needs a little work, yeah, well, Star Trek The Next Generation, it took another three years before it to- told a pretty good story. So, yeah, it's like saying the first episode of Knight Rider was better than My Mother the Car. <laughs> it, was, it was not, you take that back. <laughs> um, well, no, I'm just saying that I watched it. I did not hate it. Uh, it. It does have a weird, like... I don't know. It's like it's like a serious sci-fi show, and then all of a sudden, like, oh look, here's a dick and marijuana joke. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. yeah. Or here's 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 a racial stereotype. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was just kind of yeah. There was something a little bit odd about it, but um, I'm gonna watch it. That's that's kind of where I landed on it. Uh, it it does need some some balance though. There's something off in what they're doing. Yeah, I'm hoping to pick some. My my fiance was watching it with me. She's like, "That was actually pretty good." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't understand where a lot of the hatred were, you know, for that was coming from." But I don't know. I, I can't. I don't trust critics anymore, anyway. No, and I've noticed a weird thing on Facebook where there's like, you know, how you have the Star Wars versus Star Trek. Yeah. You know, for yeah. some reason, like you can't be a fan of both now, or you could, whatever, which is stupid. I've noticed the Orville versus Discovery. Which I just <laughs> <laughs> really come on <laughs> yes yeah I've noticed people lining up Star Trek versus Discovery, which was this year's version of Paramount versus Star Trek Axonar. You know, it's like for some reason fans are lining up on two sides of this, even though you know Discovery isn't released till Sunday, and uh, why are you trying to pick? Did you pick between? Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, did you like one of those and not the other when they were on? I, I yeah. don't get it. Well, yeah, I don't. It, mm-hmm. it speaks to, it speaks to uh, earlier, Seamart, you called yourself like the Marvel zombie. It goes all the way back to Marvel or DC. And there's, yeah. for some yeah. reason, there are people that feel like you can't enjoy both. And I, I've never understood that. Never. I, yeah. I love them both. And they like one more than the other. Yeah. But, but I'm not like, just constantly like, oh, you know, DC or Marvel suck, and I'm a DC and Marvel guy. Like, that absolutely makes no sense. Yeah, and I will, we'll get people no, occasionally come into the store, and they, like, they say with perverse pleasure, like, which one do you like better? Because the other one's, uh, you know, and it's like, no. Like, that's, no. Yeah, that's I like not... comics. Like, I don't care, you know, like, what house they come from. Like, as long as, it's <laughs> yeah. as, long as they end up at my house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I say, image. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually the answer is the ones I don't like are the ones you're buying. <laughs> Everything you're stacked there, sir, sucks. That's uh, yeah, put, put down spawn. What? <laughs> it's not 1997. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. I will not be watching anymore. Okay. <laughs> For the record. But. But Paul, you're not a Star Trek guy at all, really, are you? You like um, you like the new movies, but that's kind of it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm not a huge Star Trek guy. Um, I'm not nothing against it. I just didn't grow up watching it. Like my, mm-hmm. I was all so focused on Star Wars when I was a kid, and I didn't start watching that stuff until it was later. So I, I enjoy mm-hmm. it. I enjoyed the Next Generation. I watched that. I dug it. But this is just like there's too much out there that I have to really pick now. Like I have to be like, there's only so many hours in the day, yeah. and the Orville didn't make uh, a cut. Yeah, you know point. what? 
what I'm going to say is, you know what? I'm agreeing to watch it before the CW comes back, before Westworld's back on, before The Walking Dead comes back out. Maybe once all those shows are out, it won't make the cut. But right now, there's just there's not anything on TV right now. Yeah, we're at kind of the end of a dead spot. Like, where it's just, eh, you know. And, and, and I may have here a spot where I, where I go back and, and watch that, but I, I still want to watch The Tick. I haven't finished that. So I'm oh, same that. here. I've been digging that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did finally watch the first two episodes of that this week. Well, yeah, I'm digging that, so I'm going to watch yeah. that first. And if I have nothing else going on, maybe I'll go back to the Orville. It's on yeah. Hulu, so I can catch up. Well, I can tell the Orville was not a great topic for us. Let me. I'm going to ask one <laughs> question off of that one then. Um, so apparently The Defenders is one of the least watched Netflix series ever. Uh, what did you guys Crazy. think of it? I liked it, but it, I don't care because – uh, Iron Fist was the, the most watched, so I don't know. What yeah, that, was going oh, on. that is heartbreaking. <laughs> so that one's the most watched, and the Fenders is the least watched. So you know, dogs and cats living together, right? Like I don't know. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, maybe maybe Defenders fell victim to Iron Fist's success. Then it's, it's possible. I, I, well, I think it was the best one, but it's it's well, in the middle. Yeah. I mean, you can make the case that yes, a lot of people saw this horrible show. And then decided they were going to check out before Defenders came out. True, <laughs> but but the trailer the trailer for Punisher dropped this week though. I cannot wait for that show. It's going to that be looks good. savage. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Like I know non complete non comic book like just norm. I don't want to say normal people, but like people that aren't into geek culture <laughs> like we are. Normies, <laughs> normies, civilians. Yeah. Yes, the billion people not like, like us. Oh man, have you seen the Punisher? I can't wait to watch it. And I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. So there, I think everyone's going to dig it, and it looks good. So I can't wait. I think he's well, a perfect choice to play. You know, Frank Castle. Like it, that second season of Daredevil. Like he absolutely stole it. Like I'm just so psyched for this show. Yeah. 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 He's perfect. I, I can't he's got He's got a face that you're like, I don't really, I shouldn't like you. You know, like Punisher's not a likable person and he shouldn't be. No. Yeah, no, absolutely not. You know, so, and, and he's got that swarmy face that I want to punch. And, but I love him. And I can't watch, <laughs> I can't wait to watch Punisher. Love no, that should be good. That should be really good. Well, let's do this, guys. That Let's just, let's just uh, call it right there. Um, let's uh, have everybody say goodbye and where we can be found online. Seamart, since you are the guest this week. Uh, where can we find your podcast and your website, and uh, where can we follow you on social media? Oh, you can check us out at evilgeeks.com. Our show's on there. We're also on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we are on Stitcher. Uh, so come check us out. Uh, also check out the cartoon that I wrote, uh, Theater of the Absurd. You can check that out at theateroftheabsurd.org. Uh, and if you uh, haven't uh, been, uh, if you're not sick of me just yet, check me out. Uh, uh, at Evil Geeks at Twitter or at CMart0979. Awesome. Joe, how about Joe on Joe? Where can we find no, out more Joe, about Joe? You check me out every Wednesday at Joe on Joe, the podcast. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. And each week we watch an episode of the classic G.I. Joe cartoon with a special guest each week and comment on it, Mystery Science Style. <laughs> Very good. Paul, we're going to have to find you. You're going to have to write a short story or something. Uh, Paul, if people want to find you online, where, they, where can they find you at? I'm going to have to write a short story. Uh, <laughs> www.orvillesucks.com. <laughs> it doesn't suck. 
Uh, yeah, I just tweet at Paul Vieira seven nine. I don't, you know, if you want to look me up on Facebook, go ahead. But you're just gonna see pictures of my kids. So yeah. that's quite <laughs> all right. See that? That's freaking. Well, weird. better pictures of your kids than other people's kids. Yeah, that's that is that's true. Awkward. All right, everybody else. I got reported. Catch us. <laughs> you can catch us at geekiescast.com. I tweet from at the geekiescast. Um, you can also check out our Corner Gas show at cornergasonline.com. We will see you all hopefully next week if our guests line up and we can get back on here and talk discovery. So for Joe, Seymour, Paul, this is Jeremy saying goodbye, everybody. Peace. Peace. Guys, we are clear. Uh, C Mark, thanks right. for coming in. I do appreciate yeah, thank you for having awesome. Nice meeting you, man. Absolutely. Yeah, nice meeting you, guys. Um, Paul, I'm sure we will talk soon. Joe, I guess I'll wait to hear from you to see if we've got Aaron for next week. Yeah, I'll ping you. He's been um, he's been real. <laughs> the Star Trek Discovery. He's very oh, much yeah. like like every time I talk to him, he's like, I don't know what's going on. There's so much Star Trek, so. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Uh, he said he was going to let me know today. Actually, he said, but uh, I'm going to ping him tomorrow. So, yeah, we'll figure it. We'll figure today is tomorrow and in, in that showbiz yeah. language kind of thing. Uh, yeah, because I've got like right Larry Nemechek and Rico. Like both said they'll come on, they'll come on, and now all of a sudden that it's hit, everybody's incommunicado. You know. Yeah, so. and he's he knows he knows Nemechek and uh, and stuff. He might even I don't know if he knows Rico, but he knows Nemechek. Uh, um, Aaron does. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, that that whole that yeah. Star Trek crowd all hangs out. Yeah, yeah sure. It, it's funny to me because like the few times I've talked to Aaron, I'll say one name. He's like, "Oh yeah, I know them." You know. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right on, guys. Well, I Great. guess we will all we'll all talk uh, probably in the next couple of days here. So right, and then we'll figure Great out show. what we're doing. Yeah, awesome. good show, good time, guys. Thank you very much. We'll uh, talk to you all next week. Later. Ciao, fellas. Later. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.